Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. I wanted to try and get to David Apollovan a little bit earlier. He's a legal specialist. I wanted to get his view on the ICJ ruling. Uh, David, a very good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Howard, and good morning to all your wonderful listeners. So, uh, apologies for coming to you a little bit late. Can you give us a uh, a sense of what really went on? It was extremely hard to listen to, but in the end, I'm not sure that it was such a terrible result. Your thoughts? Howard, um, I do believe that it was a, let me put it this way, I think it was the kind of result that might please some people, but it also would have pleased um, those who were avoiding pogroms and were happy that the, that the pogrom next only broke the windows instead of killing the Jews. <laughs> That's the kind of thing. Well, there's an image. Okay, so, okay, so it was a result that, uh, the, okay, fine, I get it, right? Um, my feeling on the matter, Howard, is that um, perhaps Israel should never have submitted to the jurisdiction of the Spires Court in the first place, because after all, it's an organ of the United Nations a notoriously biased organization that condemns Israel at every and any opportunity, and we're dealing here with simply an arm of that organization. But it has submitted to the jurisdiction, and we are where we are, so we've got to move on. Um, the result, I think, is that South Africa came to court to, friend, to, to save its friend Hamas from total destruction. I think humanitarian concern was merely a cover-up. It failed, and it won the Booby Prize instead. Mm-hmm. Israel was ordered not to do what it does not do anyway, which is to commit genocide, and remains free to destroy Hamas. The other motives of South Africa were perhaps fulfilled. Suddenly the government, or ANC rather, finds itself fully funded for its election campaign. Only a few weeks before, it was... So, so, so is, that, is that fact, though? Because a lot, I know that, uh, you know, I've had Franz Cronier on the show. He's alleged that the chief rabbi in a video yesterday uh, said that there's investigations in this regard. Uh, how how uh, accepted is this, is this um, notion that there was a quid pro quo? Howard, you know, one begins with a suspicion. That's how every case begins. There's always a suspicion. Ultimately, the suspicion is either fulfilled or debunked by evidence. Right. I think the evidence will emerge. It's too, not too difficult to connect the dots between South Africa or this government, or rather the ANC's, absolute abject bankruptcy, could not pay their debts and were facing a liquidation application. And sudden yeah. emergence yeah. after, the, the day after, the day after the court case, Ramaphosa is triumphantly proclaiming that the ANC is now very well funded and ready for the campaign. So just connect the dots. Ultimately, I think the evidence will emerge. And of course, mm-hmm. the second point was this government was polishing its marbles with its new friends, Iran and Qatar, who are notoriously famous, infamous for funding anyone with an anti-Israel agenda, including Hamas and Hezbollah. And the third object was obviously to deflect attention, that's uh, deflect attention from its own failings, and to appear to be heroic in the eyes of certain of its friends. Mm. The main mm. object, I believe, ultimately, was to fund its election campaign, and in that sense it succeeded. But insofar as Israel is concerned, Israel is free to continue as far as it needs to with its war against Hamas. The court requires Israel to report on that. That's most unfortunate, because no other country in the world is required to do that. It's in the midst of a war, after all. Israel does not commit genocide. It would never commit genocide. Absolutely the very opposite. This is a nation 
that survives the genocide and that yes. defines genocide. We don't commit genocide. So, when all in all, I think it's, um, let's, let's, let's say it's a perfect plea for South Africa, but nevertheless, nothing to be really celebrated about in Israel. The, the fact that the, there was a demand for the immediate release of the hostages. I mean, obviously, it's, it, 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 Hamas is not bound by this because their acts clearly are genocidal. Their intention is genocidal. Their actions were those of war crimes. Uh, there's no reason why they needed to. They're not even a party to uh, to the, the the International Court of of Justice. How much how much uh, merit or how much water does that hold that they be that it's been demanded that they release the hostages immediately? Hamas doesn't operate according to the rules that you and I operate, nor the rules of Israel or any civilized society. The very reason that it took hostages was the same reason that it continues to hold on to them. It's to defend itself as far as it can against what it knew would be a launch of a war by Israel. And in, in defending itself, rather, it uses the hostages as pawns. Nothing has changed. The fact that a couple of judges sitting on leather chairs in comfortable courtrooms don't give a direction to Hamas is absolutely irrelevant to that organization. It doesn't abide by the rules of anything other than its own mm, rules. Mm. The the fact that uh, Israel has to report back in, in a month, what does that mean practically? I think it means this, that Israel has, in any case, a very rigorous system for monitoring its actions in, in Gaza. It's being documented as we speak by uh, teams of lawyers appointed by Israel, both uh, internal and external lawyers, who are in the process of documenting every single action that Israel takes, and there's multiple reasons for doing so. It will not be difficult for Israel to compile a report as far as it has to, an ongoing report, incidentally, which it has to do periodically. It will compile those reports, and it will satisfy, I believe, the court that there is no intent to commit genocide on the continent that is waging a war with one hand tied behind its back and losing soldiers, the lives of soldiers, in the process that it would otherwise have saved had it not conducted itself scrupulously according to the proper laws of war. Mm, mm. David Bolivan, we do need to leave it there again. Apologies that we only had a short time to talk about this. He's a legal specialist talking about the ICJ ruling and uh, what happened on Friday as well as the outcomes.